welcome at the introverted business experience this here is ben adler uh he runs keyword chef which is a SaaS, but i will let him introduce himself because he's obviously better at it go ahead ben. hey brent thank you um so i'm ben um currently i run a SaaS called keyword chef and it's a keyword research tool uh specifically for bloggers so people who are writing a lot of articles and they need to find topics to write about that they can rank for. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um, I have some questions regarding that, but first of all, I want to thank you more in an elaborate way for appearing. You're my first um, guest on the podcast. Although I have pre-recorded some episodes, you are the first official guest. So thank you for that. <laughs> uh, you will also find out in this podcast something that you and I have in common that I know but you don't it's a pretty fun fact um but yeah you actually um launched my career accidentally yeah you oh. don't know this but I will uh, explain it <laughs> very <you>. interesting yeah <laughs> um have you at a certain point done any SEO yourself like agency wise I don't know if you have no not agency um all the SEO I've done is for my own um niche blog websites yeah, um, it was at a certain point, you know, when I was starting out because I was this broke dude, you know, um, and it was a very cheap client, but at that point it was my only client, Nancy Regan. I don't know if you know her. Um, I might, I need to look her up. Yeah. Um, out of nowhere, I get this text, you know, like I, I was still building my reputation at the time and I get a text, Hey Ben. And I'm like, no, I'm Brent. But I can send you to him because at that point, I already had you in my friend list. And she's like, oh, no, uh, I, I'm more than willing to hear what you offer. And then I explained to her and she became my first client. So accidentally, you you gave me my first client. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, that's a funny story. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah that From there on, my career is a lot like I, I went sky, sky high after that because I, I like, you know, when you are like um, in this phase where you're unsure whether you're like you most people fear success and they fear failure, you know, like you, you fear achieving a lot because you're not sure whether you can take it, um, but you also fear the failing of it. Um, that was basically me at the time. So that helped me a great deal. So unknowns to you, you actually helped me with that. So yeah, it's pretty uh pretty cool. <laughs> How long ago was that? That's like I, I was about twenty at the time, so I think it's five years ago. Yeah, five years. Okay. Yeah, so it's wow. it's, it's a long, long time ago. I know. Um, but yeah, I kept track of you ever since because for me, you know, it was my first client. She's an amazing woman, by the way, Nancy. If you're listening, because she's pretty much like she she's going to be listening. I know her. Um. You're an amazing woman. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, but yeah, this is a guy you initially want to reach out to. And just so you know, I didn't mean to steal any business. She wanted to hear me out, and that's just it. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't have an agency, so <laughs> well, yeah, that was pretty cool. But um, enough about me. Tell me about you. Like uh, you made this post that I found very, very interesting. You said that you ran multiple SaaS, but this one was the one that clicked for you. Why is that? Yeah. Um, so this is my third attempt at a SaaS yep. and the most successful so far. Um, my first SaaS was for like, I was just trying out markets. Yeah. So I went into like um, private investigation yeah. for like PIs 
And a problem I found with them is um, they have to write case reports. Yeah. So about like insurance fraud or something. Yeah. And they're very long and they have to like fill in all this information. So my idea was to create like a reporting tool that would help make the report easier for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was working with one guy and then he kind of ghosted me. So I just, <laughs> I, I moved on from that. And then um, my second SaaS was a little widget for our, for um, car dealership websites. Yeah. And it would show the salespeople that worked at the dealership. So if you're a customer looking to buy a car, yeah, you can pick the salesperson that you want to work with. That's pretty awesome. And you can learn about their expertise or, you know, they might speak a different language that you might feel more comfortable with, or you might want like, you know, some women want like a woman salesperson. Yeah. So it just helped that process easier doing sales. Um, I had a couple of beta users that were trying it for free, but like, I didn't know anything about car dealerships. I never worked in one. Um, all these people are salespeople. Like I had no sales experience. Yeah. And in the, there's all these other vendors out there. And these yeah. general managers, they're already getting like hundreds of emails and calls a day. So like, who who was I to like try to pitch them another yeah. little another little widget for the website, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was very competitive. Um I gave a good effort, but yeah. At some point I needed to say, hey, this isn't working out. Um, I need to try something else. Yeah. Um, so during that time, um, somewhere in there, I was building my Facebook group, yeah. uh, helping people build niche websites. And during the time I was getting good at keyword research. Um, so I figured, you know, why I figured I could like automate my own keyword research process. Yeah into software and then sell it to my group oh, um so i actually went into a niche that i understood and already had an audience yeah um these other niches i went into i didn't know anything about and like i didn't have an audience you know so like it was, it was very difficult so that's why i was successful doing what i know and beforehand i reached out to you to see if you had some way of uh cutting a deal for people that would be listening. You said your system hasn't yet have anything for coupons integrated. Does that mean you are not doing AppSumo right now? Because I mean, AppSumo, while it like a lot of big people like Israel Godet and stuff, they buy their stuff on there. And um, it's ridiculous. Like uh, for people that don't know this, um, I run multiple niche um, websites, you know, like a niche agencies who focus at either seo or paid ads but i diversify my income so i also have e-commerces and i have some SaaS projects and uh, for one i actually try to get on AppSumo, and it's ridiculously easy i'm actually approved um so some people listening might be buying from me but all they require is literally just a lifetime deal like of course, with limited um, stuff that you offer, because basically it's an entry-level package, but something that could benefit them. And it's, well, it's an easy way to grab um, extra extra money. Have you ever thought of doing that or isn't that in your main interest right now? Um, they actually didn't email me when I first launched. Yeah. But like the way Keyword Chef is, um, 
like at the time, like a lifetime deal or like a significant discount didn't make financial sense for me. Yeah. Um, just because the more someone uses a tool, the more data I need to pay for. Yeah. So if I give someone a lifetime deal, like who knows how much data they're going to be using. But you can pretty much limit that, right? Like um, let's look at SEMrush, right? They have yeah. this free trial that you can, like you can use SEMrush completely free, but it's severely limited. Um, people know that. So you could like do a lifetime deal with really in-depth limitations, right? Yeah, I, I could do that as well. Um, I just think from like, I don't really like lifetime deals because you're, yeah. you're stuck with these lifetime customers, like your product develops over time, but you still need to keep those customers happy and like work around them in terms of development. Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I, I think it's kind of, it, it makes your software more complicated and, and yeah. things like that. I think. Well, I, I would think that in with AppSumo, the main thing, the reason that I find it such an interesting thing to um, actually appear on is um, this is a bad um, example, but I don't know if you know Planet Fitness. Yeah, I know Planet Fitness. Yeah. yeah. Basically, their model is based around people that don't come to the gym. Right? <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> So AppSumo basically works a bit the same. Like, yeah, a lot of people sign on for the lifetime deal. They will use it for a month, but yeah. how many people really use it for the lifetime purpose, right? So yeah, I guess financially in, in a way I get it, you know, and also you have to make sure that they stay happy, but how many people really keep using it? You know, like I'm um, sure I, I haven't used Keyword Chef myself because I'm more of a local SEO guy. And the day that I've actually done keyword research, that's, that's, you know, like I, I have process for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like a really good tool for the affiliate uh, community. And I, I think it, it's, it's both interesting to do a lifetime deal, I would say, but as well as quite dangerous because, you know, affiliate people, they are quite committed to, yeah committed to building niche websites so there's a lot of data required so i, I think i get where you're coming from yeah that's yeah. interesting huh. awesome. but I, I i get your point too like i bought phrase uh a year ago for their black friday sale or whatever like i've never used it <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I get this a lot like um i have a partner who teamed up with me on some projects recently rich devman you might know him he's a really kind guy but every now and then he hits me up with all kinds of tools and he's like, here, I bought this, but we never use it. You know, like we, we never do. It's not useful to us. Sure. I like to dig into, um, into certain tools because, you know, I am a developer at heart, but um, yeah, <laughs> they never get used. So that, that's why yeah. I think it's, it's interesting. Huh. Now, what made you go to, to do actual SaaS, you know, like what, why SaaS? Yeah, um, I actually wanted to make a course first for my audience. Yeah. Um, I thought courses were like, like the good thing to do where you just have to make content and then people pay a lot more, you know, for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I actually did release a course. I got a few signups, but like 
I realized I didn't like making courses. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't really like marketing, like in the, yeah. like, I don't like making sales pages or yeah. and, and things like that. Um, I actually have a programming background, so I, I find programming, Same. I know how to do it and it, I find it more enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I do what I like basically in yeah. terms of business. So I like software, so I did software. Um, I know for some people, if they don't have a programming background, um, it can be very expensive yeah. or if they just don't have like, you know, there's some very good marketers out there, but they can't do software. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So you, you kind of have to have the right mind for it too. If you want to yeah. build a software company. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, I would say that, you know, as, as a marketer in general, you have to know at least the basics of let's say Python because that's that's my favorite language by the way i'm certified okay. in java and c and i enjoy c but i would say that python by far is my favorite and i yeah. think that as a marketer you have to have basic knowledge because it, it helps you get data you know if you want to do any basic form of web scraping it's ridiculously easy and stuff like that so i think as a marketer you have like that's also why i think it's getting more and more popular in the seo sector like we receive more and more like look at steve yeah. thought or uh israel Gaudet, the entity checker it's written in python so mm. knowing some programming is important but yeah if if you're not like the course maker guy i could imagine that that's actually quite um difficult like to enjoy doing especially if you have a programming background I'm the same way I don't really enjoy um, making courses that said I do like providing a lot of value so I like like when I create courses I give them away for free because I believe in value backed marketing yeah maybe that's something interesting to do you know for keyword chef is make a small course that you give away for free and then you know it's free value people see that you know your stuff well obviously you know your stuff but then they see it and then it might be a extra trusting, you know, good for PR as well, I believe. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think further down the road, I do want to create more yeah. content, like whether that's a course or like tutorials or things like that. I, I think that's a real good idea. Yeah. yeah it's something to dabble in. And you said you had a software, like a programming background, right? Yeah. Um, I myself, as everybody will know by now, because I mentioned it in the previous podcast, I'm a school dropout, you know, but I am self-studying program uh, programming. I've always done that. It's just my passion. Um, is it something you did in school or is it also self-study? Uh, well, I started programming when I was little, um, maybe, I don't know, 12 years old. And then... Yeah, <laughs> I, I stopped um, and then I got back into it. I went to school for college. Uh, college I, I took um, two years of programming. I got my associates. Oh, cool. And then um, later on, I got my first programming, pro, uh, my first programming job. So oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I actually got fired from my first job because <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know anything about programming. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
when I started, and I also started as a 12 year old, I started with HTML, you know, so yeah. I, I didn't really know any other programming languages. I just knew HTML. And I remember that I wrote this basic title and I put the background in red. And as proud as I am, because I just created something, I sent the URL, you know, the like where it's actually the file path. I sent that to my older brother and I go like, do you see what I made? It's like, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah oh like that I, I have had the slightest clue of what i was doing but yeah i I've, i enjoy programming it's a fun thing to do mm-hmm. why like why did you end up doing niche websites then though like that's a big leap you know yeah yeah um so during my programming job um i didn't know anything about making money online so you know i was browsing through reddit one day looking for ideas yeah. and then I found someone with a niche website um, talking about vacuum cleaners and they said they were making $500 a month and they actually shared their website. So I, I looked at the website and, you know, as a programmer, I knew how to make like yeah. websites. I didn't find the website to be very good. So I was like, wow, this must be easy. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know anything about SEO or keywords yeah. or anything. Um, but I just like, I found a niche and I just reviewed yeah. every single product in my niche. And like, there was no competition for that niche at the time I found. So I kind of got lucky. Um, so I, that was my first successful website. Awesome. Um, and then I started building a few more and then I learned about like ads and stuff. Um, yeah. So that's the affiliate model I like now, instead of review websites, I enjoy writing more like content-based websites around questions and things like that. You said that was your first successful website. Like, could you define what success means to you? Like when it comes to a website, how do you like, is it earning based or is it system based? Like, how would you say what, what does success mean for you? Um, making money. So that was my goal when I made the website was to make money from it. Um, yeah. yeah, obviously. Yeah. The other websites I tried, like, they didn't really, they didn't make anything. So it's funny because I also started out with um, affiliate websites. And yeah. um, actually, I have to thank this really cool guy, Christopher Fishback. If you're listening, you're amazing. Also, one of my first mentors. Um, at the time, I was so broke that I was doing blog spots. <laughs> so I wrote 2K words every day trying to target long tail keywords, which is funny because they actually went viral. Both my blog spots went viral in Belgium because I wrote Dutch content, but um, they went viral because some really big groups um, shared them and they start ranking. But obviously the earning potential was limited. And then this cool guy out of nowhere, he comes like, yeah, what, what do you need to start ranking? And he offers me a free domain and offers yeah. me free hosting. And on top of that, he was teaching me SEO. So he like, then that I realized, because a lot of people, they overcomplicate SEO. But if we look at the macros, you know, like um, content and backlinks in the end, like SEO is a very simple principle. A lot of people just, they, they confuse how, what makes an expert is they're really good at the micro stuff, you know? Like uh, look at right. Chris Labat, he he absolutely kicks ass at schema. That's great, you know. That's absolutely important. Uh, Brock Meisner, he focuses really good at uh, on GPP micro stuff. 
But the macros of SEO alone, if you master those, which are ridiculously easy, then you can get quite far. And I remember when I made my first buck, because this was my first 100 a month website, it was ridiculous, I was so proud. Um, I, I remember telling one of my mentors, like, this shit is so easy. When I made my first backlink, I was, it's ridiculously easy to get started. It's just, it's, it's very intimidating, you know, to start your first website if it's everything you got, you know, like, how would you say you um, face that? Because obviously you came from a programming job, right? Like, yeah. what, what, what were the biggest pitfalls you experienced doing that? Um, with my successful website, I just like, my strong point for me is like being able to research and write good articles, like, yeah. which I think is a huge advantage with people hiring writers and yeah. AI content. Well, AI content is getting pretty good now, yeah. but, <laughs> but, um, when I research something, I could, I might spend an entire day just researching, you know, yeah. and not, not writing. So that's how much research I do. Um, and for a single article, it might take me a few days, yeah. but the articles are really good. So I think like having a really good articles alone are, is like, yeah, what helps me personally. Um, I don't like building backlinks. So that's why I like, I go after low competition keywords Yeah, where I don't have to deal with the backlinks. Um, I let other people, I'll let other people play that backlink game. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just focus say, on what I'm good at, you know, which is. Yeah, exactly. Content. As you should, you know, like contents is so underrated because um, backlinks is like, what, what people focus on. Like I mentioned it as well a couple of times. It's not that I, like I think content is really important, especially it's getting more and more important. But you said AI content is getting pretty good, which is very true. Are you using any AI content? Like how do you use it? Is there anything you could give as a piece of advice? Um, I haven't used it myself. Um, I actually haven't really published on my blogs in a long yeah. time since I've been focused on my yeah, software, yeah, obviously. Yeah. but just from like the samples I've seen online, <laughs> like in Facebook groups and stuff, like I'm very impressed about what it can do. Um, if anything, I think people should use it as a tool. I think they should fact check yeah. the data um, and maybe try to add in some personal experiences where they can. Yeah, yeah I think um, AI, uh... At the moment, it's at a point where it can create nice pieces of content, but uh, it's something that you still like. I, I'm going to be blatantly honest here. I have writers in house, but I most of my content is actually automatically created. So I have a script that creates the content, spins the content, and then I have a guy who runs it through Grammarly and checks if it reads nice, right? So my content process is really fa uh, really fast, but I also work with a lot of local SEO companies. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's not that I'm talking about the best vacuum cleaner, you know, I'm talking about their service. Right. So I just have to personalize it. Um, I would say that AI content is in the uprise, but I still think you need somebody to check it, you know, um, proofread it in the sense of, does it actually make sense? And if it does, then yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of that in the in the coming years. I think it's getting more and more popular. That's uh, really, really nice. Now, you said that Keyword Chef is mainly for people running blogs, right? What makes yeah. Keyword Chef 
so good at that you know like we, we have plenty of tools why keyword chef if if you would be somebody from the outside why would you pick keyword chef over hrs or SEMrush? why yeah um so i would say that keyword chef does two things really well um first it finds a lot of like long tail keywords yeah that might not exist in other keyword databases awesome. and then second um you know, with other tools, you, you might get like a, a keyword difficulty score yeah. and you don't really know how it's like yeah. determined or even what the SERP is like for that keyword. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what Keyword Chef does is it looks at the top 10 search results and it will tell you how many easy to outrank websites are on that first page result. So awesome. these are usually like user generated content like Reddit or Quora um yeah. forums and also things like free blog websites yeah. um because if someone has like a blog spot chances are they're not very good at seo yeah exactly exactly so you know i have a whole bunch of easy websites i look at yeah and um you know if there's four of these easy websites ranking on the first page for a keyword i'll give you a score of four and yeah. You can actually see all the links ranking without ever going to Google. Awesome. So instead of going back to Google for every single keyword, um, Keyword Chef can analyze thousands of keywords at once. So yeah. you can do this work manually, but it just saves you a ton of time. Yeah. So that's the real thing about Keyword Chef is like the time savings. Like, I think the very cool part about Keyword Chef is something you mentioned in the beginning is you started it to automate your keyword research process and you're already yeah. successful at niche websites. So yeah. I think the big issue with a lot of SaaS is the, the lack of, you know, is it actually working? Is it going to book new results? Because with Ahrefs, there's a, there's a learning curve for beginners, right? There is. Like, what does AR and UR mean? Like, what are the, all the metrics? And I think a lot of people get too hung up on the metrics. In your mm -hmm. case, well, we, we've already seen, like, people that, that work with Keyword Chef, they already know that it works. The process works, right? So keyword research, I, I think that's the really cool part about it, especially because you're focusing on long tails as you're not a backlink building guy. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's the really cool part about it because, um, you know, I, I think I think it's Russell, Russell Lobo. I don't know if you know this guy. Um, I don't think so. But I think he was the first one that actually referred Keyword Chef to me. Um, he, he, has, uh, he likes to implement the golden keyword ratio from Doug Cunnington, but yep. he adapted a bit to uh, keyword tools. So yeah, I, I always thought that was very fascinating because you know we, we don't see that necessarily with Ahrefs or, or any other tool. While they are great and obviously they have other useful stuff too, because you know you, you can check backlink profiles and stuff like that. So yeah, mm -hmm. I think the like it's already proven it's something you do. So yeah, it's pretty awesome. Huh. Yeah, so it, it basically solves a specific problem really well. So yeah. I think that's yeah. like what sets keyword chef apart in like the keyword marketplace now imagine if i'm a beginning seo right like i have a tight budget i'm investing my budget in keyword chef would you say that it's a smarter thing to invest in keyword chef than 
like or, or would you recommend me to do something else with that money like are there any tools that could benefit me better or would you say if i want to make money in the next six months i could do that very well with keyword chef if i understand on-page optimization very good right because obviously proper seo is still required yeah would you say it's um, a good investment depends on how good your keyword research skills are because i tell people before they buy any tool they should understand like keywords and competition analysis like if you don't understand those things first then keyword chef might be a waste of money if you don't know how to use it um so, so like you know some people might type in like uh best laptop an extremely competitive yeah. Uh, yeah. keyword, right? Phrase. Exactly. So all those keywords are probably taken up. Yeah. So if you type that in, um, you know, you might be disappointed because you might be expecting to find a lot of easy keywords for that search term. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to contradict you for a bit because I think it's actually a good investment because, um, you know, for people listening, if you invest in a tool like Keyword Chef, I, I personally think it's an extremely good investment because keyword um, keyword research is what it's at. You know, like before you do backlink building, before you do anything fancy and focus on the micros, as I said, the macros is where it's at. And, you know, you can book significant results with uh, content already, but don't be overly ambitious if you don't have the budget, you know, don't go for best laptop. You still have to know what you're targeting. Now, so I think Keyword uh, Chef is a really good investment in that sense. But what, what I would personally recommend or what would be really cool is if you would actually have some um, videos, which might be some like, as you said, something you're looking to create, yeah. uh, where you actually show how to use Keyword Chef in a way that it actually makes sense, you know, teach people a bit of keyword research. Because, I mean, it's a concept that a lot of people say they understand but in a lot of cases they don't you know they they're so overly ambitious because they focus on the keyword difficulty metrics which i think are a bit flawed um so yeah having actual videos on that on how your tool could help them and how to use it in a way that it actually makes sense because it's ridiculously difficult for people with no idea about data or just not data people to translate data into an actionable strategy you know? so yeah. Yeah. there is there needs to be some education like exactly you can't just jump in with for any tool you can't yeah jump in if you don't know what you're doing you know yeah, but I, I mean if you would provide some well so some guidance on that i think that would yeah. open up the beginner market significantly for keyword chef yeah you know? i think so too yeah. i mean that's a that's a big issue right now i would say is the lack of education in the industry and there's plenty of great material out there. Like look at Matt Diggity, the lab. I love the lab. Yeah. That's amazing. Craig even gives away uh, free courses to beginners. So there are courses, but um, I think it would be really cool to see some educational videos on specifically keyword research and how you can utilize it for niche websites, but then made for free. You know, mm -hmm. I think, yeah, the value alone is insane. I would definitely watch it. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah. that's a good idea. Now, 
uh, Keyword Chef is obviously your more successful SaaS project, as you said. Are there any uh, feature updates that you're planning or um, is that like, how does the next three years look for, um, for Keyword Chef? Yeah, um, I don't know about the next three years, but things we're working on is providing monthly subscriptions. Um, so this is an opportunity for people to get credits at a lower price if they pay monthly. Um, and if they just want to cancel after one month, they can do that too. Um, and then I want to add like more competition metrics. Um, and then I want to introduce like brand new tools for like niche research um, yeah. that don't quite exist yet, I don't think. So it should be a lot of exciting things ahead. Yeah, it looks exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, uh, as a business person yourself, like your chef is a really fascinating project. You have niche websites. Is there anything else you're planning that you would say is remarkably exciting to you? Um, not at the moment. Keyword chef is my main focus at the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I do like the idea of having like multiple sources of income. So yeah. maybe further down the road, like, a small tool, another small tool would be cool. Yeah. I think yeah, it's something, yeah. something simple. That's really passive. I think that works really well. Um, yeah. Something I have seen working in an industry where I have, um, where I have an agency and it's funny because a lot of people hate these guys, but I think it's actually genius. Um, they use go high level, but, uh, you can white label go high level. Right. Yeah. And, um, all they sell is like this little coupon um, widget you can put on your website, which is also something you can buy on Code Academy. Uh, Code Canyon. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Code Academy. Um, Code Canyon. Yeah, there, if you if you go to Code Canyon, you can actually buy social proof, which is um, just pop-ups that pop up with um, certain intervals. And all they do, all they do is sell that pop-up with a basic. Um, follow-up feed you know on go high level and they sell that for like 100 a month and they are ridiculously successful with that you know because a lot of these like this is an industry where there's virtually like ranking is as easy as changing the title tag you know like it's so damn easy um but yeah a lot of people are paying like 100 a month just for this stupid widget <laughs> and, and they try to replicate it you know and they like Obviously, yeah. a guy came to me, but um, while he is replicating it, it's still not having the same success because they were first and they're actually continuously developing the tool. Um, mm -hmm. But in reality, they didn't really develop anything themselves. So I would say SaaS is really cool if you find um, easy market like that. You know, I, I think that's a genius idea what they did, um, especially because they like it didn't require any code for them, you know. How many people can be that lucky? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Something small like like proof is a good example, I think. Yeah. Um, if, there might be a lot of copycats now out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's definitely, you know, a lot of people um they, they just buy stuff on Code Canyon because you can buy SaaS, you know, like on Code Canyon. The thing is, if you're not custom making it, you're gonna find too many people with the same features. You know, and um, if you don't have the budget to compete with other companies, then you 
you probably should be relying on the features, you know, on solving an issue. I think a lot of people, they focus too little on, on solving a problem. And if you solve a problem, there's urgency for people to actually buy it. So I think, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they have a lot of copycats. I also think their main issue with that is that they have so much, um, they have so much overhead in customer support because, you know, it's like with SaaS, you obviously need customer support. Yeah. Um, their failure is that they, you know, they don't educate their people. So um, as a result, a lot of people, they don't know what the data is that they are providing or all they see is people reaching out to them, but they don't know how to reply. So I would say if you do a SaaS customer support, it's amazing. Actually, it's written in a book that I like. Is customer support is the background of like the, the backbone of a SaaS, I would say, in a lot of cases. Good customer support. Yeah. Yeah, customer support is huge. Like I was talking to someone else about this the other day. It's like, if someone submits a support request, that's like your one opportunity to like help solve that user's problem, like and make them happy again, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like a good customer service is like marketing. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And it's, yeah. a lot of times it's easy to make customers happy. So, so like it's a, it's a no brainer for me. <laughs> I mean, Nixon Lee actually uh, said something very funny about that. Um, today, he, I, I don't know if you know Nixon Lee, he's spine PR guy. He's actually quite huge in the press release business. Um, but he said that Amazon requires every employee to do at least two days of um, customer support every two years um, so that you know they get an idea of the importance of it. I think that's really genius, you know, like customer support is where it's at because in a lot of cases, people are going to catch up on the features, you know, like, and, and the features alone often aren't enough. If you have amazing software, but the support isn't there, people are going to hook up anyway. So, yeah. yeah, especially nowadays, like, you know, sometimes you have to be on hold for an hour if you call a company, but like, so, so like people, there, people know what it feels like to be like frustrated with customer support. Yeah. So if you offer like a good experience for them, like that's refreshing for them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And would you say that's something we're doubling down on on the customer support? Um. Well, I, every support request that comes in, I try to see how like I can prevent that request from happening again yeah. in the future. So like, if something isn't clear on the website and someone emails me. Uh, you know, about a question, you know, I, I'll answer that question yeah. and then I'll also update the website to make it more clear. That's so pretty cool. Yeah. people don't keep asking me the same question over and over. So over time, I've gotten my support requests down to like very little. Um, so like th that should be the goal. It's like the, a good product should yeah. like reduce a customer support request as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for SaaS, the really cool thing about customer support is basically something you actually mentioned already. It helps you evolve your tool, you know, like it helps you develop uh, and make your tool more clear to the people. I think that's yeah. the really cool part about customer support. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how other companies operate, but if your customer, if your customer support is operating in their own department and they're not talking to other departments, yeah, like, you know, the, the, the product development needs to know what the customer support is dealing with so they can solve the, those problems better in their product. Yeah, exactly. In fact, yeah. like, um, I, I read a lot of business books because I, I, I believe that reading is, you know, one of the quickest ways to educate yourself. Um, and recently I read this book roughly uh, translated. It's basically saying Amazon Unchained, right? Uh, okay. It was about Amazon, about Jeff Bezos, and they actually described how he ran his customer support with pure tyranny. And the reason they say that is because he is so strict on customer support. It's ridiculous. Like he actually got mad, especially in the beginning when people would like make a mistake with packaging um, or, or stuff like that. If something didn't go well or the question was um, people weren't answered correctly, he would actually get mad because he found that to be so important. And it's true. Like if you, if you look at Amazon, you can say what you want, but their um, customer support is spotless, I would say, Ex except if you try Seller Central because I sell a lot on <laughs> Amazon. It's absolute garbage. <laughs> but uh, all the rest, yeah, I would say that's really big. That's what I would say that um, sets you apart from, well, from, from beginners, you know, it's customer support, especially it's like you said, people need to communicate and, and I like it to, to have this fat, like in my agencies, because I, I, I like, I outsource customer support on my SaaS. It's not my main thing. And I'm actually not that interested in it side uh, residual income, but in my agency, everybody has access to all the data in every agency of mine. The reason being is that not only does it allow for great ideas to come from people at the bottom of the hierarchy, um, it also allows me to communicate way faster with clients because I do all the communication myself. You know, I find that very important that people are talking to me personally. That's not always feasible because you know um, <laughs> it's not that scalable, but yeah. Are you doing all your customer sports yourself right now or are you outsourcing it? Yeah, I do everything myself. Programming, marketing, Facebook. Shit. Even program like or, even programming? Yeah. You, you do yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I know you have a programming background, but I didn't know that you created the whole tool yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I created the whole thing. Um, I ended up having two part-time programmers for a little while. Um, but they, they both moved on. Um so I'm glad to have their help when I did. So right now it's just me. Um it's it's good and bad because I know this, I know the system very well because I programmed it. Yeah. So I'm able to like build things a lot quicker sometimes. Yeah. Um but the downside is like you know, I might get burned out, you know, yeah. or, or something. Or there might be a few things I don't know very well that I need extra help on. Yeah. Um so there's there's pros and cons to doing it yourself. Um yeah. I also save a lot of money. So. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I hired a programmer. Now, are you doing any active advertisement, or is all your um, all your people like all your customers coming from your group? Um, so I don't. I've never spent money on ads, so it's all organic, word of mouth. Um, 
I have some affiliates that promote me. Um, and just like being on podcasts like this one helps. Um, so this is all organic, all organic. Yeah. And just like what marketing is to me is just helping people. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I like to be in communication. You just be part of the community is what I say. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you help a lot of people, you know, people will start to recognize you more. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. In my opinion, that's how that's an, like an easy way for a lot of people to start growing their business. It's just like yeah. join communities and start helping people. Exactly. It's actually really funny that you say that um, because I, I coach a lot of beginners, you know, like if I see potential in somebody, I'm going to help them out. And uh, first thing I say, because it's how I grew, you know, um, just join groups and start helping, you know, because yep. not only will it educate you more, because if you will actually try to help somebody, and you have to dig into um, information to answer the question correctly, you will learn more in general, but also people are going to see you. And if you're genuinely somebody who likes helping, it doesn't matter who you are. Eventually, that spark is going to burn. You know, people are going to catch on. So, yeah, I, I love that. Um, but in the I end, agree. are you planning to do any Google ads or any Facebook ads? Because I would say if you already have such a big flow of customers, you know, like your, your groups, you're already a prominent name with Facebook pixel and, and a good, I mean, remarketing strategy, you could have like, you, you could be banking right now, right? Obviously it's not all about money, but. Yeah, I, I think down the road when I get like the subscriptions fully rolled out. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, right now we have a few users but they're they're like it's like private access right now so yeah. once the monthly subscriptions become public and i start adding more yeah. features maybe update the landing page yeah. um yeah. then i can maybe do ads once i have like a good yeah obviously yeah yeah system running um but i think that's a something to look into for sure down the road well, I mean, it looks like a very interesting project. It's at least something I am very um, fascinated about. And I think like there are some people that I know uh, are looking at Keyword Chef. Um, so yeah, yeah, a lot of people are interested in it. So yeah, we're, we're all very um, <laughs> excited to see what's coming from it. You know, uh, at least I am very, very excited about Thanks. it. Um, now we're running out of time so i want to thank you elaborately like thank you so much to um hop on the podcast it means the world to me you're my first actual guest uh you will be the first episode so thank you cool. um is there anything you would like uh to tell people like any plug you know um if you have questions i'm like always available on facebook or just email me at ben at keywordchef.com um but you know I'm, i love i like helping people so awesome yeah i mean that's gonna get you a far way it at least helped me <laughs> a lot so i i would say for for people reading if you're a beginning digital marketer a SaaS owner or whatever it is you do if you help people and you you forget the numbers you know forget money for a brief moment like forget all that and just start helping people the roi is gonna come you know whether it's gonna come in money or in a shout out like the first things i got off helping people were shout outs for from very well-known people at the time you know you gotta help people be genuine about it don't expect anything in return just help you know i think that's a 
if this says anything that you should do is start joining groups and start helping out you know it's very important completely agree awesome thank you for appearing man